Welcome to episode 35 of What Lies Beneath, the podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new to hockey and hockey fans looking to have some fun. Well, we had some fun. What a season. Holy smokes, the Avs won the cup. All right, that's it. End of podcast. Um, <laughs> we'll talk more about that. Obviously, somebody here is happy about it. I'm okay with it. We'll, we'll, t- we'll discuss, but we've got to talk too. We've got Kraken draft going on. So many things are, are getting crazy. Things are shifting. We've got mock drafts out the wazoo. And then we've got free agency too. And we have to also ask, we have to talk and know them questions about the keeper of the Stanley Cup and the epic hair that was part of that situation. So let's get to it. Episode 35. Welcome to it. What Lies Beneath, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans. Let's go. going on my name is jeff janusic and this is my friend and co-host joey cirillo well dude i got to give it to you your your uh, colorado avalanche because i know you really like the colorado avalanche way more than the kraken um way so more yeah kraken yeah. Ca- kraken is secret number two team of mine i've been lying the entire time you turned heel and uh <laughs> you are now all on the abs wagon the uh the parade was today we're recording this episode on thursday june 30th the Colorado Avalanche Parade was today. It was pretty awesome. Um, there was a lot of really cool stuff going on. I'm happy for the Avs. I really am. I've got some stuff to say about it. Um, I, I got to put some warnings out there for you as a Kraken fan. But, you know, Joey uh, picked the Avs to win the Stanley Cup, and he was right. So props to you, man. You did it. Way to go. Yeah. Congrats, Joey, for picking, uh, you know, the best team in the NHL throughout the season uh, to win the Stanley Cup. Way to fucking use those advanced analytics. (laughs) No, you did. It was I mean, it really was a great pick. I mean, you know, that's the thing is it's like uh, Plinko, right? Is it could could go any which way the puck bounces uh, when it comes to winning a Stanley Cup. It's so hard, you know, so lots of times when, you know, one of the best teams in the regular season goes in as a favorite to win the cup. I mean, it doesn't happen that often. So. You know, the Avalanche, though, just a special team. I mean, so good. Um, You know, at the end of the day, I really am happy for the Avalanche, you know, because it's a likable team. It's not the Avalanche that I grew up with, Mm -hmm. um, but I I do have some some things to talk about. But let's discuss. Let's break it down a little bit. Um, You know, what do you think about the, the Avs winning the Cup? What do you got, Joey? So first off, um, we just so I just got back from Oregon. So I was actually in the Pacific Northwest for the past five days. You are currently still in Florida. So if it sounds like Jeff is lacking a little energy, it's because you're trying to keep it down because you're surrounded by kids and family right now. Correct? Yeah, I'm on the porch. Our kids, (laughs) our kids just went to bed. We've been going. I've been like between like working and getting the kids to the beach. Um, You know, I'm, I'm working from the beach too. Um, so it's been nonstop. And so I'm on the porch right now. My in-laws are upstairs, probably wondering who's on the porch talking, put them um, on kid duty. If the kids wake up, that's on the in-laws. That's oh, on they've, them. They've been awesome. They've been awesome. Um, it's been, it's been really cool. So anyway, so uh, yeah, we're here. We actually didn't get here till, uh, Tuesday. We had pushed some stuff off cause you know, kids, you know, kids get sick, things happen. So, you know, we're here now, which is great. And, um, yeah, I'm kind of whispering a little bit because it, the, the neighborhood shut down. What's, what's actually funny is I'm sitting on the porch where two years ago, or maybe it was three years ago, a freaking bear uh, was on, was, was like right next to this porch. Um, bear I just woke, emerged out of the water and is like, I'm going to go check that porch yeah. out. So we're like, we're like, you know, we're a couple blocks from the beach uh, in the, basically in the woods. And um, one night 
you know, I woke up and I heard like a bunch of banging and pounding in the back uh, yard. And I was like, what is that? So I got up and looked out and uh, I saw a bear tearing through the trash and I ran downstairs and my father-in-law was like, Mr. Mr. Billy, there's a bear in the back. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, and we go look out the back window. Sure enough, big black bear. And, um, Jesus. you know, so we're like, he, so we're watching it for a minute and then we tap on the window and it gets up and runs off. So it disappeared on the side of the house. So I, I came to the front porch and I opened the door crack and I looked behind, um, like in the dark, like this alley be- between the houses. I was like, man, where's this thing thinking in my head? And all of a sudden I heard, I never ran faster inside the house. Oh my God. I would have paid to see you just hauling ass back inside the house, trying to dodge a black bear. Like first thing in the morning. I mean, that we is were terrifying, man. It was, it was, it was right like 11 o'clock at night. We were, la- I mean, I was laughing. Oh, okay. and then gotcha, gotcha. The next morning there was like a trail of chaos up the side of the house where he had like torn open a bag and there was like yogurt cups everywhere. <laughs> and um, anyway, so long story short, yes, <laughs> I'm in Florida right off of 30 a Santa Rosa beach. It's um, it's beautiful and awesome. But oh yeah, man. It's been nonstop. So you were in Oregon with um, your buddies. In, you had a bachelor yeah, party, right? I was in bad. Uh, yeah, I was for a bachelor party. I was in Bend, Oregon. Did not see any bears, even though I was staying in a cabin in the middle of the woods. And the Airbnb that we had also had a hot tub. So we were just broing out super hard. And we we named the hot tub Hot Boy Soup because just a bunch of bros hanging Gross. out in the hot tub, getting wasted every day. So been on a serious bender uh i discovered that oregon strip clubs are full frontal so discovered that pretty quickly wow i was at the at the strip club just catching highlights of the mariners games and and watching uh watching the abs do some work and it's really funny about the uh the abs too because i went to um college at the university of colorado i lived out there for almost a decade that's why i love the abs and i also rooted for them as a kid because i lived in denver when i was a kid for a couple of years and uh, one of my buddies um, who is from Colorado, went to school there, one of my best friends and still lives there, diehard Avs fan, goes to a ton of games, owns like a jersey of every player, knows the team like the back of his hand. And as we're getting drunk, he's singing the song that I'm pretty sure he made up. I'm not really sure. But the song goes, me, go, ranting in, me, go, ranting in, say what, me, go, ranting in. And he's doing that for like two days straight. And he's doing that while like rocking the Landeskog jersey in the middle of Oregon. And uh, he's also the one that him and I almost had a, a fucking uh, like a conniption because we couldn't get the TV to work, you know, which is first world problems. But we're in the Airbnb and the game is on and we couldn't get the TV to work. And it took us like an hour and a half, like putting our heads together to finally like uh, to set the thing up so we could watch the crack. And sorry, the see, I'm already thinking about the crack. And so we could watch the abs uh, eventually win the Stanley Cup. So that was really cool. Uh, we got to figure that out. It was cool to be able to watch uh, my friend, a diehard fan, witness his team win a cup and do all that stuff. We did some celebratory shots. And yeah, man, I had a really good time out in Oregon. It was nice being out in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, and it was great watching the Colorado Avalanche win the whole damn thing. And I thought it was going to happen, and it ended up happening. And I have to say really quickly that for our release, the bracket, and I tweeted this earlier, but I'm just saying it for anybody that's not on Twitter or hasn't seen it or whatever. For our le- release, the bracket, I took third place, and I think Jeff, I think you got crushed. I'm not sure what oh. uh, what position you were in in the bracket, but the founder of the 32 crew, Brandon Seeley, he actually won the whole thing, and he said that if he wins this whole thing, that instead of taking our prize, which should, should we say what our prize is, or should we just leave it as a, as a surprise? What do you think? I don't know. I, I can't. I, I mean, what what do you think? Should we do it now? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really care. I mean, we're going to be, um, you know, we'll be announcing in the near future. But we have a, a Matty Beneers signed puck that we will be giving away. And Brandon is really gracious because I would have just sent it to him because he won the bracket outright. But he said he doesn't want a prize. But he actually wants to do a joint partnership giveaway. So we're going to work with him. So it will be our oh, podcast, yeah. our podcast plus the 32 crew. We're going to do a giveaway it's more than likely going to be attached to Twitter. So for those um, you know, who are not following us, it's at Kraken Pod. If you are not on Twitter but you want to be a part of the giveaway, I highly suggest that you sign up because, again, we have the Beneers puck, and he, is, he doesn't have a prize yet, but he's putting that together. So we're going to do that in the very near future. I am super, super excited for that, but uh, he's very gracious. So, yeah, man, just overall good things. Like, That's you know, cool. had a good time in Oregon, but I'm glad to be back home and in my, in my own bed and getting back to normal. Yeah, I feel that man. That's uh, well, that's awesome on on Brandon. I love that guy. That's that's so cool. Thirty two crews, awesome. Very good dude. Yeah, the Avs. You know, uh, they they won their first championship since two thousand one. Kale McCarr wins all the prizes. Um, he's just out of control. He's so good. Um, I I was watching parade highlights today uh, as they were just kind of getting you know hammered and having a good time. Um, you know. I don't know if you know this, but like when the Capitals won the Stanley Cup in like 2018 or 2017, something like maybe 2018, um, they partied really hard, like legendary stuff. So I'm going to wonder if Colorado can can live up to that. There was some really cool, funny stuff that happened during the parade today. I don't know if you, you saw this, but you see um, <laughs> Bowen Byram uh, for the Avalanche. He yes. Was, he was walking along with the fire trucks and stuff like that, and a cop stopped him and somebody <laughs> got it on video. It was like, get back in the crowd, get back in the crowd. He's like, no, 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 I play with the team. He's like, no, get back in the crowd. He's like, no, I'm part of the avalanche. And he's like, <laughs> oh, and everybody's screaming like, no, nah, it's him. And the cop was like, oh, oh sorry. So like that was a highlight for me. How, how funny was that? It was incredible. I also like how the, at the end of the video, the guy who's recording it, his friend next to him was like, did you get that? Like, yeah, yeah. He, knew, he knew that it was gold that he gold. was capturing. No, it was cool. Like the cop was laughing. That was also great. Um, this wasn't for the parade, but it was actually like a day before. And I, it might've been Eric Johnson. I forgot, but one of the, uh, the abs players was on spit and chicklets and they were talking about. So I think that Denver, first off, for those that do not know Denver in the state of Colorado, they love their booze, like Denver fucking drinks. And I was not too surprised when I heard this, but, uh, one of the abs players said that they were calling around to different bars in the, like the greater Denver area trying to find a place where they can host a party. And they're looking for a place that could hold 200 or so people for a Stanley Cup party before the parade. And no bullshit, he said that every single place that they were calling around to was completely sold out of alcohol. They were able to finally lock down one bar where they could all go to. And no bullshit, the city of Denver, like the night they won the Cup, drank all of the alcohol in the greater Denver area. So kudos to Denver uh, for living up to, uh, you know, the party atmosphere and celebrating, even though, you know, they won on the road. But that's a hell of an impressive feat to drink an entire city out of booze to where even the players are having a hard time going and going somewhere to celebrate because there's nowhere they can go, man. All the shots are gone. That's that's awesome. Uh, (laughs) I love stories like that. That's so fun. Good for them. Well-deserved. You know, there's people that are already talking about, you know, is this the start of a dynasty run, which is just going to be so tough. I mean, that's what sucks about, you know, Tampa Bay being so good for so long is now like, you know, winning one Stanley Cup. Is is that enough? And it may not be, you know, because 
you know, the, the lightning have kind of set the standard over the past couple of years. So Colorado though is pretty lined up to, to do pretty, pretty great. Oh, oh the other thing I was going to mention too is Nazem Kadri. Um, you saw his yeah. shirt. Yes. The too many yeah, men shirt. He wore a shirt. He had a shirt uh, created um, and his wife was wearing it and some other people were wearing it and it said too many men. And it was a, like a caricature of cartoon of um, the moment when they won that four over whatever the overtime game uh, mm-hmm. with, you know, talk about the too many men. So, you know, it was really funny that he wore that. And so he basically like, you know, was giving his speech in front of the crowd today. Um, and he was wearing that shirt, which is fantastic. So that guy, uh, that guy went from like heel to, for the most part, everyone in the NHL has completely rallied around him. And also in a season where he had no suspensions, like no, you know, for dirty play or dirty hits or anything like that. So yeah. dude, that like his story, like his character arc is incredible. I'm excited to see what happens with him. Like if the, you know, if the avalanche bring him back or if he ends up going somewhere because he's going to be asking for a lot of money, he deserves it. Well, you know, there's one thing I want to talk about here real quick is like, you know, you've got history with the Avs, but uh, I do know there's a lot of Kraken fans and a lot of uh, fans of the Kraken pod who love Colorado. And mm-hmm. I just I just want to caution you. I want to caution you. <laughs> OK, because it, they're a likable team. They are not the team that I grew up with as a Detroit Red Wings fan. But I'm going to tell you this is they I'm are in our selling players. They're in our conference. OK, they are not going to hesitate to crush us like you know, bottom feeders or whatever we've been called. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just telling you, there's, there may be a moment at some point in, in the future where something happens. I, I, I could see it. I could sense it, you know, cause Colorado's so good. I could sense it in the three games we played with them this year, that there was, there was some extra oomph. There was some extra like energy there. Like there, there could be a time where, where this turns and you're going to have to choose and you're going to have to either, you know, look at, you know, Darth Vader, or you have to look at, Obi-Wan Kenobi and you have to choose are you going to you going to you know stay a Jedi are you going to go to the dark side what are you going to do I'm just warning I'm putting this out there is like enjoy the Colorado Cup run but I'm going to guess that in the next year or two there, there's going to be some some problems here because as the Kraken get better which I really think they will um this 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 could this could be something bad for you if you are a Colorado Avalanche fan so I'm just warning you okay because I'm just warning you See, this is why this is why I love you because this is something that I have not even thought about. But I remember during you know the regular season, the Kraken's inaugural season, playing against the Avs. I want to say the Kraken went one and two against them. Did we win a they game? Did. We did yeah, win okay. one game. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember just the absolute fucking beatdowns those games were. And you're totally right, man. Like I absolutely love rooting for the Avs. But that's because their you know, trajectory, my fandom for them, does not interfere with my fandom for the Seattle Kraken. So I'm going to acknowledge that now. I think you're 100% right on that. And I think right now we're still in the safe space. Like we're still in the circle of trust. Totally. We, we can like both these teams at the same time. But you're not wrong, man. There's going to, to, there's going to be a point where like our trajectory is like, cross or the you know the crack and start to catch up and all of a sudden we have some games that we need to win and the colorado avalanche are standing in the way and something happens and i'm like fuck those guys so yep. until that happens i will i will continue to root for them but that's a really good point man i'm um uh, that's something i'm definitely going to be um you know you're planting the seed now it's something that i think we all need to keep in the back of our heads but for right now enjoy the moment it's all good and fun 
until you know kill McCarr three years from now like trucks a dude into the boards and then we lose our shit so yeah <laughs> exactly exactly man and by the way uh since we're talking about it that uh you know the the um unrivaled right the God, i haven't the, watched it yet please you gotta you gotta tell me about it well i watched i watched about 25 minutes of it and i have to sit down because we've been nonstop. i mean the summer's been with you know the kids are out of school it's just it, it i'm working uh, it's just like the business is crazy right now i mean i dude i haven't stopped so like I, okay i need to i want to sit and watch it and like really watch it and i haven't so i watched it for like 25 minutes while we were at, at a restaurant at a bar and I was like, just getting fired up from afar, watching this thing going like, this is amazing. So I can't wait to sit down and watch it, which probably will happen in the next couple of weeks. I, I, I'm going to make some time for it. But it was from what I saw so well done and so incredible. And I got so pissed. I was like so mad again. And again, this had nothing to do with my, you know, just small rant about the avalanche a few minutes ago here. But um, it's great. I mean, just. I, I honestly like the people who produce those shows is, uh, on ESPN. I mean, you could just make it about, I don't know, the cornhole that we were playing in the backyard two hours ago. And I would be like, this is riveting. My six year old and my five year olds are wow. Incredible. So anyway, long story short, pretty awesome. So I think there should be um, an episode in the future when you and I have had a chance to sit down and watch it like in its entirety and we can talk about it. Cause I really do want to get like your full opinion on it. I want to sit down myself and watch it. I haven't, like I said, I haven't had a chance to do that. If anything right now, I cannot believe that you sat down in a public setting and, and watched 20 plus minutes of this thing. I saw you were tweeting about it and talking about it. And I was like, this is incredible. I wish there was a Jeff cam right now. I wish we could do like the Truman show, but with Jeff music and just record his reaction to it. Cause I know that right now, if he's watching this in public, he is in the middle of a restaurant slash bar and he's, it's taking everything within himself to look like a normal human being who was enjoying himself in public versus not like flipping a table over and be like, Oh, come on, get out of here without it. <laughs> First of all, it was, I mean, sh- yes, you're exactly right. It was Southern Louisiana, you know? So like, I was shocked that they just left it on. Meanwhile, I was like, you know, it was the middle of Sunday. There was nothing going on in the dead of summer. So <laughs> they weren't going to change the station, but I was like, I was looking around, you know, hoping I could make eye contact with somebody who at least, you know, knew yeah, what you needed, it was. You needed to make a friend in the bar. Did you do even like a double take at the TV when you first noticed it was on? Like, wait, what's going on over there? Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot it's on right now. <laughs> and then nobody, you like, no, I was like looking around like, hey, hey, like, give, giving them the eyes like, hey, hey, you want to talk about this thing that's on TV right now? It's pretty yeah. awesome to me. Uh, and like, All you need like, is one. All you need is that one guy to lock eyes. And you're like, OK, we're in on this. Yep. I, I have somebody yep. that we can link up and it's going to get weird and that's OK. And then you can make yep. a friend and tell your wife is like, Hey, you got to stop doing this. Yep. Got nothing. Got nothing. So okay. it was, uh, okay. but I'm excited to sit down and watch it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty awesome. So I love well, it. I, I'm, uh, I'm happy for the abs, but I'm, I'm more excited that we finally, and I felt like this sort of like a weight off my chest a little bit. I'm like, I was so ready for the season to be done. So I could start thinking about the Kraken again. Yes. I'm just, I'm just amped. I'm ready. Um, we'll get to no dumb questions here in just a little bit. Talking about the keeper of the Stanley Cup, Big Phil, with his uh, with his epic hair, which is pretty awesome. But good old look, Phil with the suave hair, man, maybe he's dude, born with it. He's looking he good out there. We'll talk totally about that. Is. <laughs> well, let's talk about the Kraken though, because there's so much going on over the next couple of weeks. We've got to decide what our schedule is going to be like with the draft coming up next week. Um, there's so yes. much happening right now, free agency. But I think we probably should start with the draft, and I and I think and, and this makes sense is like. My, my, my simple initial uh, reaction right now to the draft is, you know, how, 
however, the Kraken draft, because there's been a lot of changes just in the past 24 hours um, in, in these um, predictions and who's going to go first and all that sort of stuff. But what, how the Kraken draft will, will tell us how they're going to hit free agency the following week. You I couldn't. Know? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say is like, I'm, I'm dreaming about, you know, Johnny Gaudreau and I'm getting shit on Twitter about that. Um, but I mean, it's still possible, although there's some new news about that. Um, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, all right, what do we do with the draft? So why don't we, why don't you kind of fill us in here real quick? What's happened in the past 24 hours? Because, because Shane Wright was pretty much for the longest time, he wasn't the overwhelmingly, you know, number one choice, but he was like, pretty sure to be number one but now all of a sudden things have changed what's going on okay so for really quick for those that um do not know might be listening for the first time or think that we miss anything we are officially in the kraken reaction i just wanted to say that really quick so we can so we can insert lithium in there for those that just missed the song wait hold on on one second all right welcome welcome to the kraken reaction Yeah, summer, summer. This is the summer shit. Show, no, man. dude, it's hard. We've been all over the place, but um, yeah, okay. So you know, we're talking about um, the NHL draft and what's been going on. So it's interesting about the stuff that's developing with Shane Wright, and the reason why it's interesting is because I don't know if you recall this, but when we first, I think in one previous episode, we discussed the upcoming NHL draft and you know what the Kraken were expected to do with the fourth overall pick, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, you can't talk about the NHL draft without talking about Shane Wright because up until now, he was looked at as the guy who was going to go number one overall. But if you remember, you and I talked about very specifically how there were some questions around Shane Wright in that people were more so evaluating his i guess like his his style like of play and his accomplishments in the recent past like you know a year or so ago but recently ish um that he hasn't been playing up to those levels and if if there's going to be one knock on him that's going to be it so yes he's obviously very talented he was still looked at as the number one overall pick but if you had to pick apart his game it's like you know lately he hasn't been looking too good or not as good as he was, you know, a year ago. Some teams have that as a question mark, whatever. Anyways, fast forward to present day. So in the past 24 hours, and actually, I think this came out today, which is good timing on us unintentionally recording tonight, but Corey Pronman of The Athletic has an article coming out. So the draft is in seven days exactly. And he has an article coming out for NHL draft predictions. And he has Shane Wright going to the crack and fourth overall. I'm reading which, it right now, looking at which, it right now. Which immediately, people start losing their shit. So to kind of break down how he predicted this is going to go, and I'm probably going to fuck up some players here, and I'm pretty sure that a couple of listeners to the podcast start a drinking game based off of every time that Jeff or I uh, fuck up some enunciation. So get your shots ready, boys and girls. All right, so here we go. He has Montreal taking Juraj, Slavov, Slav. God damn it. See, Slavkovsky. I'm so bad at this. And I'm totally sober. So this is sad. I need to start doing shots myself. Yurov Slavkovsky, first overall over Shane Wright. He is saying that it's because Montreal, based off of conversations that he's been having around the NHL, that he thinks that Montreal is leaning this way. Um, and again, based off of like, you know, insider conversations that he's having not only with Montreal organization, but around the NHL. Like these are the rumors that are going out there. Uh, the second overall pick goes to the New, New Jersey Devils. 
And they have a couple of options here. They can either trade their pick if they're not, you know, if they're not looking at, uh, you know, if they're looking at what's in front of them, like, eh, kind of a weak draft. We're okay with that. Or they can go the Kraken route, which is Juracek or Nemec. And again, I'm probably, you know, fucking up those name pronunciations. So if you're listening to this and it's a drinking game, shots up. So the, the real wild card in all of this is, uh, is Arizona because they go before the crack in their third overall. And no one really knows what they're going to do or who they're going to target. Speculation is there. Um, but, you know, they could end up going a different route and not going with Shane Wright. And that is what Corey Promen is, is of, the, of the athletic. I'm stumbling here. Of the athletic is predicting, which is why he predicted Shane Wright going fourth overall. The reason why, a couple of reasons why I'm not overreacting to this is a couple of things. Let's say that this is the scenario that plays out, which is the opposite of what the quote-unquote chalk says. And the chalk, um, you know, outcome would be Shane Wright goes first, uh, you know, second and third picks go as they lie, and then crack and fourth overall, we take a defenseman, which is either Jiracek or Namek. And that's fine because that's what we're expecting. But if this goes the way it's going to go, I mean, is it really that bad if the guy who is projected to go number one overall goes to the Kraken at four? I don't really think it is. And the reality is, like, here's how I view it, Jeff. Everyone is up in arms over this and freaking out. And, like, you know, rightfully so, we're a week away from the draft. Holy shit, Shane Wright is going to go four to the Kraken. Like, where did that come from? Blah, blah, blah. The reality is, like, no one knows. Like, this is all a giant guessing game. Like the, the breaking news is it's either going to go chalk or it's going to go a different route. Either way, like things are up in the air and nothing is really for certain. There are other, you know, sports leagues out there like the NBA, for example, where people have a way better idea of like who is going to go first, second, whatever. NHL draft, we don't really know. So for me, I'm not overreacting to it. If it goes this route and Shane Wright falls to fourth, great. If he goes first overall and things kind of go as people have been expecting it to go, then great as well. The, the Kraken can take, you know, a top tier defense with the fourth pick and we can move on from there. So that's kind of where I'm coming from in regards to this. How do you feel about it? I, I totally agree. It's just, let's not overreact because we're, this is, we, we've discussed this and this is not a draft that is filled with or ha- doesn't have a clear Connor McDavid, right? Yes. Or Nathan McKinnon. There's there. It, they're really great players and they can really help change your franchise, but it's not going to happen overnight. So whoever we get at four, or if Ronnie Francis pulls a Ronnie Francis move and trades it or does something with that, either way, Mm -hmm. it is going to make our team better. I'm excited to have another young, potentially, you know, franchise improving player coming in to get history just with the Kraken and join Maddie Beneers and create some more electricity. Right. So, what I'm pumped about is we will get something good at number four. Cause I've, I've flip flopped back and forth. If we, if we keep that pick and I'm thinking, man, I'd love to have one of these great defensemen having like a game changing defenseman can really do a lot of things for you up front too. Right. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, can, can give more freedom to the forwards to do their thing. But that's the thing is like, the, it doesn't matter what we get it for. We're going to get something great. And I'm going to tell you this is like, I'm going to stress about it when it, when the draft starts and I'm going to be like, Oh, what's going to happen. What's going to happen. But I mean, you could tell me that there's going to, you know, four different scenarios are going to happen. And I'm going to be like, that was a great pick. That was a great, great. I'm going to be like just total Homer, totally like, yeah, that's awesome. Whatever. So, <laughs> so long story short is I'm not going to overreact because we're going to get somebody great. Um, 
I, I, I think that they're going to be smart about it because I believe in the Kraken. I believe in Ronnie Francis and, and the, the team that's, that's going to draft. So it's going to be fine. We're going to get somebody great, and it's going to be a really good draft. I'm excited about that. I can't wait to see what happens with all the other draft picks that we're going to get. I mean, that's, that's really what the, the, I think the big story here is, whether he packages something up, Ronnie does, and trades some of those picks to get something bigger, better, um, great. Or if he just goes and just, just his best to pick, you know, and make predictions and take chances on players. Like we're just going to have some fun this year, right? We've got a team. It's not like last year where we didn't know anything about our team. We now know the holes that we need to plug. We've got a lot of those holes and Ron Francis will do a good job of plugging this, this stuff in. So go into this Kraken fans. If you're a Kraken fan, go into this, have fun with it. Enjoy it. Be excited. It is not going to make or break us. That's for sure. Yeah, in fact, so, you know, we're on the same page with all of this. In fact, the only thing that we're not on the same page is, which is, as again, is a total prediction based on our ends and just, you know, doing what anyone else can do, which is you read a couple of articles and you might watch like a highlight video or two. Mm-hmm. When we looked at the defenseman, you liked your check and I liked mm-hmm. the mech. Like, yeah. that was literally the only difference. But I'm with you 100%, man. Like you said, no one really knows what's going to happen. Like it's a total toss up. They can throw out, you know, multiple different scenarios. And I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I think that once Montreal goes first and that pit comes off the board, oh, it'll I think all that change. Right off of that, yeah, it'll change. But you will, I think people will get a really good idea of what's going to go on. Now, granted, you know, uh, Arizona at third, they could, you know, pull a crazy move and trade their pick or, you know, do something wild with it. We don't know. But at the end of the day, like, again, this is all a guessing game. But, you know, kudos to Corey Promina of The Athletic because, you know, he's he's reporting things that he's hearing around the league. Shane Wright falling to fourth was not something that anybody had been hearing until today. So, you know, rightfully so, a lot of people are up in arms. But um, I'm excited to see the crack and continue building the team. They have a ton of draft picks. And that kind of leads us into our next thing, which is what we're talking about now, which is free agency rumors. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we've mentioned this before. We'll say it again. The Kraken have a lot of money uh, in cap space. They have a lot of draft capital. They have a lot of room uh, to you know make additions to their roster. Obviously, the Drieger injury forces them to have to look at a goalie, even if it's not, you know for signing somebody for a year contract, not a big deal. Currently, the Avs have $22.8 million in cap space. They have 20. So uh, every NHL team is allowed 50 max contracts available. The Kraken currently sit at 23. Jeff, I made a note that I think bringing back Ryan Donato at least should be a Kraken priority. Um, It's looking like he's estimated to um, his annual average value um, is looking at right right around $3 million per year. So let's say that that happens. It knocks down the Kraken at 19 million. That's still a lot of money in cap space. So, I don't know, man. What what do you think is going to happen here with free agency? Which again, all of this is rumors, and there's been a lot of them floating around, including your boy Johnny Motherfucking Hockey has been linked to the Kraken, and not just like a joking thing that we do. We're like, oh, look at Jeff Janusic, um, you know, infiltrating NHL headlines here. But like, there's legitimate smoke about Johnny Hockey and, and Kraken interest. Ah, uh, you know, this is this is what gets me more excited than the draft is like get landing a player that I I, I love like Johnny Gaudreau, but again. I mean, there's a lot of really good players out there that you don't have to spend Ghani, uh, Ghani. Uh, that's, we'll, we'll give him a, uh, that nickname, Ghani. Yeah, now. Ghani. <laughs> um, like Ghani Johnny Gaudreau. Gaudreau. He, yeah, yeah, he's God. He's, you know, Ghani. <laughs> you know, there's tons of players out there that, you know, had 60, 70 points and may, if they come to a team that's a little lackluster in offense and they get a chance to be a 
you know, top six or starting, you know, on the starting line guy, Mm -hmm. um, they could easily go higher than that. You know, that happens all the time. So, you know, would I love Johnny Gaudreau? Absolutely. Do I joke about it and talk about it? Yes. Um, I want him to be on the Kraken. But at the same time is we could save some money and get a couple of guys who are talented and role players um, and who have a chance to really, you know, rise up and, and be better than mm-hmm. they were on, on their team. So I yes. think, you know, there's, there's just so much out there. Like for a while we were talking about, um, Oh God, I'm totally blanking. Uh, uh, this, you have a drink. I finally reached that point where oh, I blank shit. on somebody's name. We're already there just for getting people. Um, and Chris Latang, no- yeah, but Tang. he wants a ton of money, <laughs> yeah. tons of money. All right, Chris, um, any fucking happening. Sorry, Malkin. Kid. You know, like no, also not happening. Injury prone, um, but he's so good. You know, so like there's really awesome, sexy names out there that I'd love, but at the same time, yeah, the Kings just made a, a massive, massive move. Jack and old boy over from Minnesota, and now I'm forgetting his name too. So you know, if you got a drink, drink up, son of a bitch. Wait, what happened? Who? What? Oh, good. I gotta look this up. Hold on. All right, we're gonna Wait. do live. We need a stat, a stat person. Oh yeah. No, who are you talking about? Um, Minnesota. Uh. Fiala, Kevin Fiala. There we oh, go. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they signed him to like a, a major deal. So the Kings got their guy, which is really exciting for them. So there's so many people listening who are being like, seriously, guys, I can't remember fucking Kevin. You know what? It's been a long, oh. it's been a long day. It's hot as hell in my house for some reason. I think I forgot to turn the AC on. Just got oh. back from Oregon. I've been binge drinking for five days. Jess in Florida, he has to, he's on his porch watching out for bears. Like it's getting weird. All right. True. We're trying to do our best. We're in the here. depths. Officially, we're in the depths. <laughs> You know, I, I it's just so much to shake out. Years. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch the the draft, and that's yeah. gonna be exciting. Yeah. And then as soon as the draft is done, we're gonna go. Okay, I think we know what's gonna happen with free agency because also too, I got. I have a feeling we're gonna like we're gonna have a really awesome draft pick, and I think there's gonna be a really exciting you know couple of picks there. But I got a feeling that Ron Francis is gonna do something, and may, maybe engineer a trade or something. <sighs> I really, I think he's going to do the same. And this is a name that just popped up, and I made some quick notes on it prior to the podcast. Now, admittedly, I'm a fucking hockey noob. So I don't know anything about this dude. Honestly, he's like 23, 24. I think he's 24 years old. Jesse Puljujarvi. And um, yeah. again, I probably fucked up his name, but they call him JP. He's in Edmonton, so he's obviously in the Kraken division. Um, this kid from the quick reading that I did is really good. He was on pace for 67 points this season, 29 goals in 82 games. He's great. Uh, you know, he's a wing on the third line. He's great defensively. And he's a guy. And here's how you know a guy is good. Whenever you see like trade m- rumors go down, just look to like the uh, minus Toronto because they're always fucking negative because those fans suck. But uh, get, look at uh, go over, uh, you know, to the team, like to, to, the, uh, to the fan base of that team and see how they react to rumors about somebody getting traded. Every single fan online that I have see now that there's a lot of smoke about Edmonton jettisoning uh, JP away from their team, everyone's losing their shit talking about this is why Edmonton can't get over the hump. This is a guy that three years ago they tried to get rid of and they didn't. And now here we are again in the same position talking about how um, how he is going to be a great player down the road and how three years from now Edmonton is really going to regret it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the more I start reading about this guy, I get really interested because from what I can see is that currently Edmonton has engaged in four different teams um, who are possibly interested in him. And it's looking like that they're asking for a second round pick, but they might get a third rounder in return. Now, 
again, I don't know much about him, so I'm not going to sit here and say if, if I'm Ron Francis, this is what I do. But the reality is, like, the Kraken have a lot of draft picks. If you want to take a late second and lock this dude up, if he really is that good, and then we can just rub it in Edmonton's face for the next however many years, and it won't cost the Kraken that much money, why would you not go for it? Well, my only concern about him is, and you're right about his ability and what he can be, is you know three years ago before he signed his contract with the Oilers, yes, um, he's finished, right? So he basically was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. I, I, I want to be a, a, a top six guy, and right now I'm not that. I really don't want to be here. Um, but they worked something out and they signed him anyway. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of his contract, he went to go play in, back in Finland. Yeah, he went home. I did read about that. He went home for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then he came back, and now he is officially saying, I'm done with Edmonton. Gotcha. So while I totally, you know, if I'm a hockey player, if I'm playing for my career, I'm going to do everything possible to make the most money I can, get the best deals I can, support my family, you know, set up my life, you know, to be uh, awesome and be comfortable for my entire life. So I understand the business aspect of it. But that sounds a little weird to me. So he sounds and he is. He's great. He also has a great hot, a, a very crazy hockey face. Like he's got like, we, oh, we actually, were gonna say he has like a hot girlfriend. And it's what, oh, what I'm sure he's finished. That, I'm sure he does. Like, where it's like money ball, where it's like you can only, you know, trust the guy that has like the hot partner. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, but he like, he was a meme. Um, at the, I think in the middle of the year, he was a meme for a little while because his face is like he, anything he does, it's, it's, he looks like he's just so intense. And we just um, lost to Vancouver in the hotness contest. So bring on JP and let's fucking get true. over that bump. Well, he's just, he's, you know, so he's got this awesome, crazy, expressive face, which is very memifiable. And, um, but he's also, I I put it together. Yeah. I put an asterisk on him though, like going like, what's that situation all about? You know, you don't hear about those situations. You don't hear that often from players. I'm sure it happens all the time, but you don't hear about it publicly. Like I don't want to be here. And then he leaves in the middle of this contract. So I'm a little worried about that, but you know, look, that's, that's what we're looking at here is there's a lot of guys out there that are good that are going to be available for a second round pick. So what? This is not a deep draft, so no, maybe that's that's what that's what Ron Francis is going to do. So, you know, we got an exciting couple of weeks. I'm ready. I'm ready to kind of start thinking about. I don't want to think about the NHL playoffs anymore. Thank God. No, yeah, we need to move on from that. And you know, congrats to Denver right now. That's partying and drinking the city out of booze. But we're ready now for the NHL draft. I'm really excited. But you're right. There are a lot of guys out there like JP that are available. And you know, I. I would be surprised if Ron isn't doing his due diligence and at least kicking the tires on this, because again, we have the capital like us moving a late second or an early third, you know, to get in the running for a player like this. I'm okay with, I read about, listen, for like this guy in particular, like I read about the question marks. And I was still pretty okay with it. Cause you can get him for sure. really fucking cheap. Sure. You can flip a pick for a guy that, you know, can come in and play immediately. And guess what? If he thinks he's a top six guy, Come to Seattle Kraken because we'll give you a shot to compete on the roster. Like your minimum third line, you know, we've seen what you can do there. You're go, um, you're going to be able to play for us and contribute immediately. So I don't know, man. That's something that we should definitely take a look at. Um, you know, the Johnny Hockey situation. It sounds like Calgary has actually made him a pretty significant offer, and they're being they're being confident on it, saying that they'll they'll be surprised if a team matches it. Anything can happen there. So. Lots of things to monitor, but there's lots of guys out there. They're cracking. We said this before, have a lot of capital. Uh, they have a lot of draft picks and they have a lot of wiggle room to make some money. But I think Ron is going to do his thing. He's going to field those phone calls and he's just going to kind of, put, you know, keep his, uh, 
finger to the pulse of the league and not force anything because we want to get the roster to grow organically, you know, versus, you know, shoving a couple of guys in there just because we have the ability to do it and start handing out these monster contracts. I saw somebody now I'm off on a tangent. I saw somebody really quick mention um, that they think the, you know, the Kraken should, you know, get some star power. And I disagree. And I disagree because, you know, the, the Seattle Kraken at climate pledge arena. Um, and I've mentioned this before, they're, we are one of the few franchises in the league to average 100% attendance throughout the year. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. We have already shown, and everybody knows that this fan base is completely all in on the Seattle Kraken, like win or lose. Like we are fucking there for this team. We do not need a star, you know, to fill the seats or anything like that. Would it help? Sure. You know, jersey tickets, uh, you know, our jersey sales, great. Um, you know, uh, the team's better, you know, it's improved, whatever, all that stuff is great. I'm not against that, but I don't think it's needed at this time. I think what's needed is to find the guys that fit this roster to help us, um, you know, grow the young guys and really fit the mold of what Ron Francis is trying to do so we can propel the team forward organically versus forcing it. And Durant. (laughs) Well done. And I think that exactly right is like, we're just, we should, we're sitting pretty. I mean, like you know, we 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 only are going to go up. We're the bell of the ball right now, and they're not. They're you know they're looking. They're not looking at us because we're like that chick from not another team movie where it's like, oh, and she's got paint on her overalls. And she's wearing glasses. Like that's us, but secretly everyone knows that we're the hot chick. Right. Hot hot motherfuckers because we're going to show up to prom and we're going to be banging. Yep, you're exactly right. Yeah, I think you, I, you nailed it though. Is bell of the ball? Think about this: is you know in the in the years to come when they get really competitive. The Kraken are competitive and we're dying and, you know, living and dying off of everything that happens, uh, you know, on the ice and then, and then playoffs. Like this is, this is, a, this is a good period right now where we're like, okay, cool. Whatever happens is, is great. And if we have another bad season, we're used to it at least, you know, what's tough is when your team gets really good and then they're, they're bad. So, um, you know, enjoy this ride, take it with a grain of salt. Everybody's learning, you know, including the team running the Seattle Kraken. Yep. They're learning how to run a team, um, you know, at least a, a, a brand new team. Right. And just, just enjoy the ride. So draft free agency. Let's see what happens. I don't I, I don't think Johnny Gaudreau is going back. I was just re- I was just reading about, you know, they offered him eight million, eight million over 10 Ooh. years. OK. Right. And he has not talked to them about it yet. So I'm, well, he does I'm want a... to go back home. I mean, he is from he is from New Jersey. I know how you love those American-born hockey players. That's why we love Austin Matthews, Austin with an I. Hell yeah! And, uh, but yeah, the, I mean, there are you know rumors out there that New Jersey is going to take a shot at him. Boston could take a shot at him, and he does want to be closer to home. So it's a it's a matter of like, do you want to be closer to home, or do you want to go to a team that's a better fit, or? a team like the Kraken where it's like kind of neither of those, but that we can throw the fucking bag at you. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. like, there's, there's, he has options. Like he's speaking of bell, the ball, he's the bell, of the ball right now. I mean, this dude has options on options on options. Totally. I can't wait. All right. So that's your Kraken reaction. Can't wait for the draft. Can't wait for free agency. Um, something that you, you, you definitely want to be getting on top of right away is DraftKings, right? The sports book. We are proud proud members of the hockey podcast network. And this is something that you should be checking out and, and getting in on too. Cause you know, there's tons and tons of sports that go on, you know, when, when the NHL is not in session. Um, I don't know if you know that or not, but uh, there are other sports and DraftKings Sportsbook has all of that. Right. So 
what you can do is you can go in there and they're giving away basically free bets. Okay. So you can go in, you can pick your sport and you can bet, you can bet a dollar right on your team to win a, and you'll get $150 if that team wins. So think baseball, right? That sort of thing. So get in there. If, if they win the team, you bet, you get $150 in free bets just for betting a dollar. If sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. Promo code THPN, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Also, too, in the middle of uh, talking about our friends at DraftKings there, Joey, I don't know if you heard it, but uh, uh, there's fireworks going off. It is, Jill, it is oh, June Oh, I thought 30th. I heard some rumbling. I was like, do we got a bear situation? What's going on? No bears, just fireworks. Oh, it's starting. Fourth of July. Are you out there through the 4th of July? Uh, we're going to we're gonna come back on uh, uh, Sunday, the 3rd. We're not going to be here for the 4th, so we're going to get back okay. home. Getting out right before it starts to get wild on the beach. Dude, it's already so it nuts. It's spring break version 2. No, we've been coming to this spot here for – years and years and years were officially those people were like this is crazy these people yeah. <laughs> these people coming here i remember when there was nobody here it was just, uh, these people what happened to that here? restaurant oh it shut down forever ago they had the best daiquiris like all right jeff let's pump the brakes here yeah i'm getting old i'm also <laughs> you know i'm getting old but i'm like these fireworks on june 30th what the hell do you wear yeah. like the matching like this the you know the beach that you go to do you like rock the shirt and then your wife rocks the same shirt but a different color on the same day we have in the past not, okay. not, not, right. not, I admit right. to it. It's, it's happened. And I, I appreciate your honesty because you definitely could have misled me there. So I yep. appreciate, I appreciate the honesty. We had the seaside shirts, you know, but we kind of like have gone <laughs> past that. I do want to go down the street. There's a, there's a cool, um, we get bait there and it's a bar too. It's called Stinky's Bait Camp. That's um, the most Florida panhandle bar of all time. I dude, love it. totally want to get a hat. I need to go get a hat. Big hat guy. Love the hats. Yeah. So, are you like right. a big like one of those like those beach hats like the like the no. sunblocker hats no. where you look like a white kung lao just walking around on the beach with your giant hat on or what? No, Meg Meg bought me one a couple of years ago and like dude, I am the if it wasn't for my wife, I would just I would be lost in so many ways, but especially with fashion. So like she keeps me updated and you know, she bought me that hat and but for some reason I just can't do it. So like yesterday, actually, I was wearing my Kraken hat at the beach, which I enjoy. I love the hat. Vibe. I love it. I love it. I love it a lot. But, um, for Kraken fans out there. Well, I'm starting to ruin it because I'm sweating in it and stuff, which sucks. I'll have to get another one. But <laughs> like, um, why's the guy staring at us? And he keeps he looks weird. And like, there's some weird documentary on TV. He looks really upset. He's sweating through that hat. It's getting kind of yeah. weird. So my so she you know my ears got burned because I, I put stuff all over my ears like my ears got burned at the beach. She's like, why did you wear that? You know the other hat. I was like, eh. <laughs> e. it's like dude i bought you the hat but she's like right, you're not you wearing know, it now your ears are burned like you're gonna get right. like you know what's going on here no i'm gonna get i'm gonna get when i you know how how did jeff die well he had uh, that shit, skin bro. cancer on his ear it's crazy yeah. Yeah, literally on his ear went to his brain directly yeah. he's one <laughs> cracking hat all right let's i'm starting to sweat on this porch we got to wrap this up yeah, let's, let's get the questions real quick um so <laughs> I'm I'm ready for the regular season to start so we can get back to the regular recordings. Um, all right, so no dumb questions. What is this? This is our chance to talk to you as a newer hockey fan. You're embarrassed to ask other podcasts about 
oh man, I, what's the answer to this? Or I don't know about this because they are going to make fun of you. They're terrible. Okay. There's other podcasts out there that will literally laugh at you for the whole podcast. Those we do it re- behind your back, not to your face. No, <laughs> don't do that. Don't you just get you just, just like just like a you know like a crab coming out of its burrow. Like they just sent them back in. You know we want them to come come to us. We are here for you, guys. So share your question with us. Uh, we will answer it for you. If you have a question, don't stress about whether it's dumb or not because we're pretty dumb and we're here to help answer your questions. So Joey, what is the no dumb question for this week? All right, the no dumb question of this week comes from myself. And that question is, what does the keeper of the Stanley Cup do? So for those that do not know, there is an official person that works with the NHL Hall of Fame based in Toronto, and their title is they are the keeper. So they are the keeper of the Stanley Cup. For um, Some quick facts about, this, about the cup. It weighs like 34.5 pounds, so basically 35 pounds. It is insured for $1.5 million. And Jeff, I'm sure you have uh, some funny stories to share with me about the keeper of the cup, just from, you know, being a hockey fan for your entire life. But I thought it was really interesting. You mentioned this before, but every member of the organization of the winning team. So you have like front office staff, you obviously have the players, et cetera. They get to spend one day with the Stanley cup after that team wins the cup. And what happens is like 24 to 48 hours after that team actually wins the championship, the keeper will meet with the team and then get out of schedule and then figure it out from there. The current keeper of the Stanley Cup, his name is Phil Pritchard. Jeff, you tweeted out the photo on our Kraken Pot account. Phil has a has a fucking flowing lock going. I mean, this dude is like full on. Always Sam's had it. Always had it. He's it's a beautiful it. head of hair. He rocks the white gloves, which makes anything look official. Like you can legit wear white gloves and do anything. You're going to look like a badass. In fact, I might start driving my Nissan with white gloves. But so I was looking at him. So he rocks the white gloves and then he's got the NHL. He's got the Hall of Fame coat on and he's handling that while he and he, he rocks that while he's handling the cup. And his job is to literally like almost babysit the cup. Um, oh, it is. That's his job. Yeah. Yeah. So please. Yeah. If you know uh, of any more information other than that, because I wanted to share. So he also uh, Phil Pritchard goes through 24 pairs of white gloves per season on average, which is absolutely insane. I already shared like how everybody gets one day with the cup and they pass it on. He creates the schedule. The team actually gets the cup for a hundred days and then it goes back to the NHL hall of fame. The winning team then gets a replica that they can keep like at the organization, but it's a little bit smaller than that. So yeah, basically he has the best job in the NHL. And what I love most about his job is you have to think about all of those moments. So he's been doing this since 1988, by the way. So he's been doing this for 33 fucking years. I can't imagine, Jeff, the NDA that this man has signed. Like, everyone's like, oh, I wish the, you know, if the Stanley Cup could talk, I wish, you know, because it's been, you know, at the bottom of pools, it's been pissed in, uh, you know, uh, a goalie ate Fruit Loops out of it. It's been in foreign countries. Like, this cup has been anywhere and everywhere. Like, I would love to hear what the cup has to say. I would really love to hear the stories that Phil Pritchard has to say. Like if you think about all the stories that you've read about what players are doing with the Stanley cup and they post like photos and stuff online, guess what? Phil Pritchard is there the entire time because legally he is not allowed to leave the cup. So if there's some like intimate photo shoot, you know, if like the cup is in bed with like a player and his wife, guess what? Phil Pritchard is probably the one taking the photo. Like, so it's just, I love it. I think it's a fantastic position in sports. It makes the Stanley cup like the most prestigious award in sports. 
and yeah, so that's the research that I did on it. And it's just a great, you know, fantastic position overall. So would love to get inside Phil's brain. Um, and I don't think we ever will because he probably has a ridiculous NDA attached to him. Oh, yeah. No, the um, it's 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 incredible. The Stanley Cup also has a curfew. Um, it has to get packed up every night at midnight. I heard that, but I didn't I didn't know exactly what the time was. So it is midnight confirmed midnight local wherever the cup is at that time. Oh, that's a good, good, good call. I mean, I don't know if they go, you know, hey, it's Eastern time or, or which would suck for them, but like, I don't know. I have no idea, but they, he does have to pack it up. Um, and the other thing too is like, you pretty much nailed it. That's pretty much everything I know about this dude. And I've been watching him for years. His hairs remain the same. What Beautiful. happened when they brought the cup out though, uh, when the abs won is he had another dude with him. Yeah. He had an assistant handler. And the assistant had the same exact hair, like the same hair. hair, obviously wearing the same thing, the Hall of Fame coat with the white gloves. So I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Jeff, but no, here's no. what I was thinking. So now I saw I saw them two out there and I'm like, oh, if this were like a me and Jeff scenario, I'm definitely the assistant. Jeff's been a lifelong hockey fan. He's definitely the Phil Pritchard here. I'm the Joey Cirillo. I'm the assistant. But then I'm like you know how like dress for the role that you want to have. So I started thinking about, I'm like, you know, we go up to Seattle, we go watch a cracking game in person. And I was like jokingly in my head being like, you know, it'd be funny to show up in like all goalie gear, like as an e-bug. And then I started thinking, is the keeper of the cup, like that position is even more prestigious. Like what if you and I showed up, we were rocking like NHL hall of fame jackets and white gloves. Like I'm just throwing it out there, man. Like you and I would be pretty good. Like I'm a steel trap. I'll sign an NDA if you need me to, but whatever happens with that cup, you and I, you're not getting that out of me. I'm just saying. That is pretty awesome. I'm thinking at the least we are, if we have anything going on for Halloween, I mean, maybe we should be the keepers of the cup. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like oh, yeah. get, get the wig. I mean, look, I already got a suit. I regret uh, shaving my fucking head. I feel look, like I was on my way to fill hair and I, not and have, I shaved my head and I'm like, damn it. You could not have that epic no, <laughs> that's a couple of years minimum. But like, there's something about these two dudes is like, it, it, because, you know, you got Phil and his friend. I'm looking at a picture right now of them, that moment. Mm-hmm. They are very similar. Like they're, you know, it, probably in their late 50s. Um, they both look, you know, overweight. They both have the epic swoop, suave hair. It's like, what's going on? You know, like, that, who is this other? I got, okay, before next episode, I'm going to find out, like, who's this other guy? Yeah, we need to dude? figure this out because he definitely has an assistant. Is it his brother? And then, of course, yeah. And then, of course, I don't know. But, I mean, like, Did they look so similar. It could be. And you're, and you're right about, like, the Pantene Pro V situation because those guys are looking dapper as shit. And then, all I, of course, all I could picture was a scenario where you and I are dressed like keepers of the cup. And I want that in my life. I mean, we're either gonna we're either going to pull it off and be like, oh, those guys are keepers of the cup. That looks awesome. Or, yeah. or it's going to look like you and I dressed up as the episode of always sunny. Uh, I don't know if you watch that show, but there's an episode where Dennis and D get hooked on crack and Mac and Charlie end up taking all of uh, Frank's money and they end up dressing up in like top hats and getting a limo. Like that's what you and I would look like. Like we would look like Charlie and Mac in the back of the limo throwing money around. So either way, it's a good look. I think we should try to go for it here, but I was really inspired by those two dudes looking handsome as hell. Then I started reading about their, about their job duties and responsibilities. And I'm like, oh, I would love that job. There's a reason why good old Phil Pritchard has had that role now for 33 years, and he is not letting go anytime soon. Like, God, the amount of cool stuff that he gets to do, unbelievable. No, like, 
you know, save Ferris, like save Phil Pritchard. You know what I mean? Like he's just a gem and he's a one of a kind in sports because I guarantee you any other sport uh, with their trophy, the Super Bowl, even the Super Bowl trophy, they just probably throw it in the closet. Like, all right, cool. All right, we're done. Yeah. And they also, they would just make replicas. Like it's not like they're getting passed around the same trophy every year and everybody gets to engrave it and they get to party with it. All that shit. That's why the Stanley Cup is, is so special because like the cup is the cup. And then what's wild is I start thinking about how, like, you know, again, every player gets a, to spend a day with it. And you, so the team gets like 100 days total. Dude, can you imagine the, like scheduling and like the flight schedule and how tired Phil must be for 100 days? Like it, it actually sounds like an, an awesome job. But if you're like, oh, shit, this guy wants to have the cup in Finland in his hometown. Then I go to then I got to go back to New York because this guy's taken to a nightclub and then I'm down in Washington, D.C. And then I'm in Wyoming. Like and think about that. But also, like, there's no way he's allowed to partake in anything. So he has to be 100 percent sober. So basically, you're getting paid to be like the sober guy at the most awesome drunk party of all time for three months straight. And now that I think about it, that sounds like the worst role of all time. That does sound terrible. So we've kind of come <laughs> around now. Full circle. Complete 180. And yeah. we have gone like, this is a terrible job. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want that job, man. Just imagine like watching everybody have the best night of their lives for three months. And you're just like looking at your watch being like midnight. I'm putting this thing in the case and we're going to sleep. Then I got to fly around the world because some other asshole wants to go get drunk. But I love him. But it's, I still got to go deal with it's, it. It's hockey, though. Hockey, you know, there is a culture of drinking in hockey. And he, Phil's taking a uh, – hey, he's having a beer. He's a big guy. I don't guy. know, man. I he's really a big don't dude. Know. Okay. I mean, he right. can, you know, like I have two, three beers. You know, I'm not a big guy. I have two, three bi- beers, and I'm feeling it, right? Like mm-hmm. not, not, not ripped up, but like feeling it. Phil looks like one of those dudes who's big enough to where he has one beer, two beers. He's still basically sober. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, I hope some people right, have man. that. I don't know. I don't know. You know, the uh, I'm really like, torn on this. I, I how, like how I, many beers I, do you? I've gone full circle. You're 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 like a you know you're a tall dude. You're a bigger dude. You know you're like super fat. You know so like um I'm kidding. I'm totally despite kidding. All, by despite all my efforts, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm making a joke. By the way, it was a total joke. I don't know. Free dad bot over here. The silence there was deafening. <laughs> oh my god, sorry. I'm making a joke that was sarcasm. <laughs> you are not fat. Um. But really, how, really how, many, how many beers does it take you before like you you go oh, i feel this mm, if i'm like, being dead honest 12 ounce beers four to six see like I would say five 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 to six for sure yeah so like i have three and i'm like and maybe i'm just like you know weak but like th- four is where i'm like eesh I, I gotta i gotta chill yeah you know so like, like i did in oregon i was crushing well i don't know you know, well, it, 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 drinks per day plus liquor and shots and also, but that was also prolonged. I mean, like these are like, you know, 14, 16 hour days. You're also, but you're like on your game right now though. You know what I mean? Like you're on your <sighs> game. You're like, you're, you're like, you're, you're trained. You're a trained assassin. I felt, like, I, I felt on my game until I was flying back and I had a layover and I was in Vegas and I was, and I was trying to play slot machines using leftover dollar bills from a strip club from like two nights before. And wow. I couldn't eat wow. anything. So I walked over to like Hudson Bay company. I bought one of the, like those prepackaged wraps oh. and a ball of water and a candy bar. Bro. And I wasn't even hungry and I forced it down. And the flight from Las Vegas to New Orleans is three hours. And for some reason, when I get on a flight and I have very little to no sleep, and I've also been on the benders, so I've been doing a lot of boozing. I get like crazy high anxiety 
So for the next three hours, I just sat there in my seat and just cold sweat the entire time. Like took all of my effort not to like physically freak the fuck out on this plane because my anxiety was through the roof and it was all because I hadn't slept and I had been drinking. So it feels like I'm on top of my game. Maybe it looks like that, but I promise you I'm not. It did not feel like I had it together. (laughs) Well, long story short is you're doing all right. We don't want Phil's job. No, I probably don't. Maybe like one year just to try it out. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool. I, you know, now we're going back another 180. That'd be a cool job. I think so. Okay. Oh, good. Salute to Phil. Cheers to Phil. Uh, as you know, we are, are wrapping up this episode here. Um, I'm excited for the draft. Uh, we're going to figure out how we're going to handle the draft and recording because we definitely want to do you know some sort of analysis of the draft um, yeah. in, in the moment. So maybe a Friday deal after the draft. I don't know. We'll figure this out, but I'm excited about this. I definitely want to get in and have some coverage here before we go into that, you know, because after the, um, after the, the free agency, you know, starts and and gets rolling and all the flurry of things happen, it's going to kind of, it's going to go to sleep for a little while until training Mm -hmm. camp. So I know this is going to be you and I just catching up on social stuff over a hockey podcast for 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Talking about, you know, uh, beers and bears. Mm -hmm. We'll have, to, we'll have to harass people to come on and do interviews with us. That's cool. We definitely need to. We'll start with Brandon from Thirty Two Crew, and we'll call it be- the, the we'll call it beers and bears. That's what we'll talk about. Beers. And no, bears. we have a yeah. We'll definitely we'll have to get Brandon back on. And now I'm an asshole. I hate when I bring up stuff into my head. I don't remember people's names. We have an interview lined up. We just got to reach out to him. Uh, fuck, help me out here. Oh, oh, um, broadcaster. Dude, this I'm is, an asshole. You know what we're doing? We're teasing it. We don't. We're, we're teasing we, it. Yeah, there you go. It. We're teasing yeah. it. Oh yeah, it's gonna. Oh yeah, just wait, wait for that. There you go. It's not that we awesome. forgot. It's that we're just teasing it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you don't listen to the podcast. Fuck. All right. So Anyways. I think it's a good time, Joey. Welcome back. We will talk after the thank after you, the draft. You. Yep. And uh, and and for you two, we still have some chirps, right? Um, you know, enjoy the the Avalanche uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, I can't wait to hear more stories about the Avs. Maybe we'll have some new ones for next week. But uh, we li- like to wrap up every single episode of the Kraken Pod with something we call the Chirp of the Week. And what a chirp is, if you don't know, is on the ice, players say crazy stuff to each other to try and mess with each other. Um, and uh, when they get mad, they say crazy stuff. They call them chirps. So we like to end each episode with a chirp. And this is have a great epi- a great week. Follow us on Twitter. Do all that sort of stuff. Talk to us at Kraken Pod. Leave a review. Do all that sort of stuff. Here is your Chirp of the Week. The city of Denver, the state of Colorado, you guys have been fucking amazing for the last 10 years. 